Welcome to the Daily Crawl Podcast. There are a lot of podcasts talking about life hacking, extreme productivity, and outstanding leadership. This is not one of those podcasts. We aim to find humor in the challenges we all face in our day-to-day life and the people who create those challenges. My name is Courtney, and I've worked at a lot of companies. I'm Carl, and I've also worked for years in various office environments. Courtney and I have worked together and crossed paths for many years. As we said in our first episode, our goal for the show is to strictly share stories that we were either directly involved in or witness unfold in some manner. On today's episode, we'll talk about how your office space accommodations are determined, (laughs) and sometimes in strange ways. After we discuss that, we'll wrap up with some listener feedback from previous episodes. All right, let's get into it. So I have a story about office space accommodations and how where you work physically, specifically physically within the office uh, is sometimes determined. <laughs> so this, yeah, oh man, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. So I think I think everybody will relate. You know, a lot of different companies. We've worked at a lot of different places. Have different ways of determining like where you sit. Right. Sometimes it's <laughs> yep. as simple as like, "Hey, you're the new person. We have two open desks. Uh, pick one of them." You know, sometimes it's that simple. Mm-hmm. And I worked at a software company. This isn't the main story, but I worked at a software company. When you became an executive, you know, you would get a bigger office. And if there was a corner office available, you'd get a corner office. I worked at a place like that. Absolutely. Uh, a software firm as well. Yeah. But what was funny about this one is when you reached a certain level, like you went from senior director to VP, they would wallpaper your office. <laughs> okay. It was very odd because I remember one day I was in my office and there was a VP. Mm-hmm. I remember this guy became a VP. And I remember there were people in there working in his office and I was kind of like, what's going on? They're like, oh yeah, they're wallpapering his office. Now, do you get to pick the wallpaper? You know, I, that's a good question. I don't know if you do or if it's sort of like standard, like, you know, the standard sort of paint on the walls is probably going to be unified across the company. I, did, I don't recall if the, if the wallpaper was like sort of standard wallpaper, but I remember after it was wallpapered, it, it didn't seem like, that interesting to me you know it wasn't like <laughs> yeah. it was like pretty pretty bland office wallpaper yeah i mean unless you get to pick it right i mean how like it's like oh man you're not going to have a solid ball anymore we're giving you the partridge family color scheme here we go right well, it, i mean it, I, I mean i'll be honest it seemed i mean I, i'm sure there are people that don't think it's pointless but it seemed pointless to a lot of people it's sort of like you know it's pretty bland office fair Anyway, yeah. like, like your office is just painted and I don't know that people are going to notice, like, are people really going to walk in and say, Oh, 
I'm talking to somebody who has wallpaper. You know? <laughs> exactly, man. Unless it's like your face wallpapered everywhere. Yeah. It's like, okay, man, I got someone who's a narcissist is who I'm talking to, but I don't know. Well, here's, here's my story. I think that, that gives an example of how these things can work. Okay. So this was when I was working at a services firm, one of the very large global services firm. And I was working at a really big energy company. So was it like, uh, did it, uh, you know, when people think about energy companies, they have a perception of it, of, of that kind of environment. So did it meet that kind of standard, fairly conservative uh, culture? Yes, that's a okay. good question. And actually at this time, what's interesting at this time, this was, um, so it's been a while. So this was sort of pre-Enron uh, crash. Okay. At that time, um, really two kind of energy companies. There were the very traditional conservative, and then there were some energy companies, and actually even even departments in these energy companies that really considered themselves part of the tech revolution, and they were trying to push the envelope. And so this was one of those boring ones. Okay. And and, and so the 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 office environment of this particular location, a very traditional, like you get on a floor, it's rectangular in the center of the floor is where the elevators and the staircases and the kitchenettes and the mail drops and all that kind of stuff are in conference rooms are in the middle. And then there's a pathway that kind of circles around. And then you have, uh, they, they were all cubes except for conference rooms. Then you have cubes that go from the, the, the center pathway uh, out to the windows and they're probably like six to eight cubes deep, you know, from, from that pathway to the window. Okay. And then you have the little pathways people walk to their cube. Mm -hmm. So that, that was the environment, right? So I, you know, so I'm working with people and I, I, I'm, I need to go find this woman that I hadn't really worked with before. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, figure out where she's located and I go find her and I go to her cube. And so I, I find her row. I walk down the cube and she is um, all the way down and she's next to the window. And okay. I'm working with her and I'm talking with her. And I notice that, you know, whenever you're in a queue, in a queue path, you sort of have the person across from you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and the person across from her. So the other cube in this pair that was next to the window uh, there's a guy's name on the cube. Uh, I don't know this person, but he's, and he's not sitting there, but I noticed that, uh, the window is blocked by this temporary partition. Wait, so, so question, how high are the walls on the cubes? Good question. The cubes themselves were not super high. They were, they weren't like a uh, full size. They weren't even five foot or six foot cubes. These were like, um, you know, meant to be sort of be collaborative where everybody can see each other as needed, you know? So the cube walls themselves were probably, you know, two feet above desk level. Okay. So potentially sitting down, you could kind of look up if, if, if the, given the height and you could look out that window, if you were sitting there, you could turn around and look out the window. Oh, or... so yeah. So just to be clear, I think, she didn't have any obstruction to the window. This, this okay, because that's what I'm getting at, right? So you're saying that there is a deliberately placed, or yes. it appears there is an obstruction 
Yes. And the person across from her, um, and I'll call him, I'll just call him Tim. So in Tim's cube, uh, there is a, there's a temporary looking, it, it's obviously temporary. I could, I could have moved it, right? It, it, it had the, the cube cloth, but I want to be clear, this temporary partition was higher even than the normal cube walls. This went up about six feet. So if you're sitting at that desk, <laughs> you absolutely cannot see out the window. And you, um, you know, you're sitting right next to this partition that's blocking the window, right? Oh, okay. So, so it's well, oh, well, okay. I'm gonna let you keep going before. Yeah. I ask so, so I, so, so you know, we'll call this Tim's cube, and we'll call the woman Mary. And so I kind of wrap up my my um, questions for Mary, and I say, hey, Mary, can I just ask you? And I don't know her that well, but I say, can I just ask you what what's up with Tim's cube here? I just I'm fascinated by this <laughs> this partition. And she said, well, um, the way we assign seats here is based on seniority, you know. So if you reach a certain level, um, you're eligible for a window cube when it opens up. What what oh. happened with what happened with Tim is a window seat opened up. And he was next in line, but he hasn't reached that level yet. So he's sort of next in line <laughs> on seniority, but he doesn't qualify for a window cube. So in order to solve that problem, oh, she she didn't meant her. She made the decision, but um, you know it was determined that we're going to put this uh, partition here just to make it fair, right? Oh, okay, man. So <laughs> so, so so let's take a pause because I, I have okay. So this is truly as awful as I thought it could be. I'll let you comment and then I'll okay. tell you more about like how I explored this. But because okay, so number one, uh, I'm I'm interested in a lot of things here, and I, <laughs> I, but I'll only dive into a couple. So so let's think about what is being said. One, I have a question: Did she <laughs> seem troubled by what she's saying, or did she just be like, "Oh, this is just how we do it"? Absolutely, one hundred percent. This is just how we do it. Okay, so so that's beautiful, right? Because because <laughs> that is total droog mindset. So next <laughs> next thing, and, and, and this is kind of worth just saying out loud. You have to imagine <laughs> that they're like, okay, look, there's no other seats, and we're gonna have to put Tim in the seat, but we certainly don't want Tim to have any way of enjoying <laughs> alkalades he shouldn't have, which is a wonderfully petty activity. But to top it off, uh, it just let's say this, Carl, they have paid for uh, office furniture that <laughs> clearly they, they knew that something like this could happen, so they have purchased office accessories to make Tim know he doesn't deserve to look out the window. That is what, man, I am like, holy mackerel, this is office space on steroids, man. They bought something to make Tim sad. Not Tim. They probably have multiple of these just in case this happens because they're like, dude, God forbid someone who doesn't deserve it get to look out this window. That, that, so that's where my mind is at right now. I'm like, that is awesome. Well, that's a very good point. And I'll, I'll say this. I actually hadn't thought about the fact that they had 
to keep the special furniture piece on site. Uh, I'll tell you that part of it. I here, here here was my assumption. They probably had some situation where they might need a partition already, and this may have like sat in the corner of a conference room. And as they were trying to solution this situation in, in a horrible way, which we can talk about yeah, more, right. somebody said, hey, why don't we grab one of those partitions and just solve it this way? And they decided that was a good idea. So to your point, though, whether they specifically purchased the partition for this purpose or repurposed it, they're using something that is meant for another purpose. So there was it, company. It is a company resource that was allegated toward yeah. this, right? Man, e either way, to, to your point, either way, they sat down and had a problem-solving session about this <laughs> right. because they were like, look, man, we don't have any other cubes and we, we can't let Tim look out that window. So, I mean, what are we going to do? The, uh, uh, to your point, <laughs> there's no way. It's, it's bad either way. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's bad if they... If they stock them in a in a you know uh, window blockers uh, closet, it's equally bad if they repurposed it, you know, because that me I mean they did they sat down and they thought about it. They're like, okay, we got Tim, got to put him in the seat, but man, I mean, we can't let that guy look out the window. We we must dampen that joy. Yeah, exactly. How can we do it? And someone's like, man, you know, we have those block, we have those uh, screens <laughs> we use in the conference room. They're six feet tall. There's no way Tim could enjoy uh, the view if we just put it over there and block him out. You know. Well, what's 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 awesome is you can imagine they have to have. Um, I mean, we know what those partitions look like. They they have like these feet on them, so those feet kind of poke into his chair movability space. You know what I mean? Oh, and dude, imagine. So 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 yes, I totally see it. But, <laughs> But put yourself just for a moment. Imagine you're Tim, and and you get this cube assignment, and you're walking to the cube for the first time. You're walking there, <laughs> and you look, and 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 here's the thing: you look over and you see that your cube mate has unobstructed view of the window, and you look at yours, and you see this makeshift uh, pile of misery that's been constructed for you. <laughs> And you know, you, you, man, you got to know Tim knows right away, right? That this was manufactured for his misery. <laughs> Just so he knows where he belongs. And, and I'll tell you, when I first saw it, I was thinking maybe there's something wrong with his window. Maybe it was cracked and like water's getting through. And they just, you know, I, at first, I mean, it, that was my initial thought. Because I had no, there was, when I was sort of walking down that sure. path to talk to Mary. Like that's kind of weird. I bet there's some maintenance issue here. That sure, you're thinking of something rational. You're not even comprehending that it's part of their uh, misery administration, <laughs> right? What was weird is when I brought this up, they looked at me like, "Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is how it's done here." <laughs> like, and they were, <laughs> and, and they were even saying, "Like, well, you know, now that Tim's here, if he does become a manager or, or whatever the level was." Then it's really easy for him because now they take that away and he can see. <laughs> oh my God, man. So, can, oh, can, I mean, dude, can you, there's so much wrong with the whole thing, right? Because, man, this is like, uh, 
what it is is it's like a place that probably should just have a, a series of closed offices. You, you know what I'm saying? So that they can handle this less visibly because the the and, and maybe actually maybe they don't mind, right? There's a certain demoralization factor that maybe in a creepy way motivates people. Like I would love to see a staff meeting, right? Uh, I would love to see the meeting where they announce that Tim gets to move to this circle, but has to have his view obstructed. Uh, you know, like, Hey yeah. man, Tim, you're going to move to this ring. Cause it had to be, I mean, given what you just told me, right. There's a cultural awareness that, you know, traveling to the outer, <laughs> outer rings is a sign of, of influence and advancement. So it's like, Hey Tim, you're going to move to the outer ring. And Tim's got to be thinking to himself, okay, man, I'm moving to the outer ring, but I'm not really at Mary's level. So what are they going to do? And then when he came into work, he's like, oh, I see how they're going to play it, right? I'm not going to be able to look out the window. And like, what would Mary do if Tim came in her cube and looked out the window? <laughs> well, I, I think that she probably would have been happy because he would have... Uh, Envious might be too strong a word, but he would get a taste of and, and oh. a, a, a reminder that she does have a window. You know Absolutely. I mean? So, so true, right? He would almost have to come on her property to appreciate her view. That, and that, that maybe that's the way it's like, hey, man, you know, Tim, you got to come over here into my area with my permission. <laughs> right. <laughs> And, oh. and you know when you so let's say Mary's on on let's call it ring six, the people on <laughs> on ring five, you know the, the cue balls were low enough where they you know they could peek out the window. They probably couldn't uh, have as good a view downward, but so from their view, they're further away from the window. They can see you know they can enjoy some sunlight out the window, but they're they're at a distance, right? So everybody's kind of reminded physically <laughs> sure. where their place is. You know what I mean? And no one more than Tim. I would argue Tim understands better than anyone <laughs> where his place is because it's like, okay, I've made it to the ring. But, but, but I mean, Tim now is absolutely certain that that window view is, is literally <laughs> the culmination of his value. So it's like, hey, man, it's okay for you to sit in this ring, but just a reminder, having a nice view out this window, man, I'm taking that away from you. That tells you so. So, so it's interesting because you've got this one example. Man, I bet had you had the opportunity you could have plumbed the depths of sadness <laughs> in that com in that company, man. F f at the very least, for months, right? <laughs> to a certain extent, man, isn't there a perverse part of you, Carl, that would like want to work in HR? Like, do you think they had like a team, <laughs> a team of the demotivation squad or something, right? And you'd like, okay, we're gonna come in today and we're gonna see what, how much. We're doing a social experiment. How much can people take, uh, you know, before they run for it? And, and someone, someone in that office is like, well, you know, uh, Tim almost got to see out the window. Uh, but I worked with some of the folks and I blocked Tim's view. Uh, he's, still, he's, he's still clocking his full hours every day. Someone else is like, wow, man, excellent. We're going to put that down on your achievement chart. 
<laughs> Let's be honest, man. That is like dark sitcom. I, I've I've actually never blocking his view is easily the most petty thing. <laughs> and the fact that no one thought it was bad even kind of makes it better, man. Because oh, everyone yeah. was like, oh man, dude, he's set up for success. If Tim can do better and get that promotion. <laughs> In a couple of years. So maybe Tim's view will be obstructed, man, yeah. for like 24 months. But one day, Tim will walk into work. He'll see that partition move. Maybe a couple of balloons hanging up, right? <laughs> right and on. he'll know right away. It's like, man, I don't even have the meeting. I know I've been promoted. I'm allowed to see out the window now. Oh, my gosh, man. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. I think, so let's be honest, man. If that happened later in life, I'll tell you what, I I wouldn't have said a word about how it being negative. I would have tried to find some way to say, hey, man, Mary, we like to really get, you know, um, on location pictures of the people we work with. (laughs) Man, do you mind standing up so I can hop back and get a photo? (laughs) Dude, I mean, I would have like, there would be, there would be, make no mistake, man. I wouldn't leave that place without a picture of Mary smiling <laughs> and Tim's potential misery. Hey man, the minute I left that building or hell dude, the minute I was away from those people, you'd be getting a text <laughs> of that picture. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. Absolutely. Wow, man. Um, <laughs> what, what a, what a great, Sad story, man. <laughs> what a great sad story. It's a that's a topper right there, man. That's my favorite one in a while. <laughs> it's like, oh wow, yeah. man. I, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed that. That's the um yeah, that's the uh office space cruelty story. <laughs> Good stuff. Thank you. If you didn't like this show, then we have more of the same in previous episodes and coming up on future ones. Join us next time for another story. Now for some listener feedback uh, from episode seven, Oversharing Job Applicant. Uh, We'll start off with uh, Wolfgang from East Dallas. He writes, in your last podcast, Oversharing Job Applicant, I can only assume the job candidate who volunteered information about occasional marijuana use was intentionally trying not to get hired. He must have shown up for the test, gotten weird vibes about the company by the end of the test, and just said, screw it, I'm not working here. (laughs) It's the only thing that makes sense. This is a smart tactic that I will start applying to everyday situations that I want to get out of. Thank you. And thank you, Wolfgang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a reasonable uh, reasonable theory. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next, uh, we have Spike from California uh, writing in, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just grab certain parts of the review. Here we go. What the hell? Obviously, Greg has done well in college and on other parts of the exam. You mentioned that he was a charismatic and probably sociable guy. So answering that question with that information seems bizarre and crazy for anyone. 
Uh, next part. So on the last question, a candidate would likely think to themselves, is there one more thing about myself that will really make me stand out from other applicants and make this company and potential bosses want to work with me? Let's see. I could mention that I'm an Eagle Scout, that I've done charitable work in remote villages in the Amazonian rainforest. No, wait, I've got it. I occasionally smoke marijuana. <laughs> uh, so uh, last excerpt. One other conspiracy theory is that he knew the salesperson from episode four and thought by providing that information, he was showing he had similar interests <laughs> with the others that would be on his team. Uh, great like reference, Spike. I like that one. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. Finally, uh, we also hear from Roan in Nashville. Just listen to this episode. Great stuff. Why share that, Greg? Was he afraid that a drug test was coming and was trying to be proactive? Eh, it's a, it's a solid theory, Rome. <laughs> yeah, it's a solid theory for sure. Very good. Hey, thanks for, thanks for all the feedback um, and uh, keep listening. If you have a topic or feedback you want to tell us about, send it to us at thedailycrawlfeedback at gmail.com. Please share the show with friends, maybe even some coworkers. Also, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast or your favorite podcatcher. We're told that will help us get the word out. Thanks for joining. Until next time, you are not alone. And they're like, Tim, great, another great year for you. Um, you know, I know you've been a junior manager for three years, and uh, this year you did a great job. I think you're probably, you know, about four years away from getting that partition moved. You know? <laughs> it's actually like, it is planned. It's like, hey man, make this great, get the partition moved. And maybe they're like, look, you know, Gonna, you know, you you nailed this one project, made the company a lot of money. Yeah. Tim, on Friday, you get to wear jeans, a Hawaiian shirt, and we're gonna move the obstruction uh, from 12 to 4:30. <laughs> so he's in there in his Hawaiian shirt, just leaning on the window, licking it. Oh man. <laughs>